make sure that you're aligned with people that have experience if you're bringing money to the table. And if you have no experience yet, then get it. That's one of the things that we do in this podcast is explain the skill sets necessary and the angles necessary and the mindset that's necessary in order to really explode your income. And it doesn't have to take forever. It could be done very quickly. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. Pretty excited for 2022, whoop, 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 where we're going to be giving you as much value as possible, of course, how to make absolute massive cash flow using skills, not money. You don't need money to make money. You need access to money and skills in order to make as much money as you choose. And Big Fat Real Estate Checks is all about that. And again, if you have missed the first 10 episodes, stop what you're doing and go to at least the first 10. Listen to those. We explain asset-based lending, how it works, why you don't need any of your money, and it's not get rich quick. There are skills that are necessary. If you buy properties at the right price, you don't need a down payment because the lenders that we use don't require it. And if you want to learn how to do that, please, please listen to the first 10. I know you're absolutely going to love it. And of course, I'm joined today with Gabriel Araisha and Francesco Galuccio, who are my compadres in this journey. And I'm looking forward to punching out a question we get a lot, which is, hey, Marco, let's partner. Let's partner on a deal. I have this great deal. Let's partner. Let's partner. Let's partner. This happens a lot with beginners and not so beginners as well. So I want to dissect the conversation around that when we do partner, when we don't partner and why, so you can have your expectations met because partnership is definitely a viable way of getting into the business, but there are some dangers to that, both for you and for us. And we want to make sure that you understand those aspects and are just manage your expectations really. So you understand what to do, what not to do and why we make certain decisions and the experience that we've had in the past as well. Really good to around here. So I'm not sure who wants to start. Frank, you want to you start with this start, one? Absolutely. Or, yeah. right? I'm an advocate for JVs or partnerships. I believe with the right partners, you can do a lot more than what you could do on your own. I think yeah, we, we read a book on this, right? The who, not the how, right? So it's about aligning yourself with other partners that have certain strengths in certain areas. But yes, coming into real estate, I can tell you from experience, partnering with another student, per se, that knows just as much or maybe just as little as I did at the time can be very dangerous, as you alluded to, Marco where they may have missed a few things along the way that we should be doing that maybe a seasoned investor would know or see through. And I fell into that trap because I partnered with a student. And Marco, you're well-versed on this uh, story. I partnered with him. He didn't do his end of the bargain of it. And in the end, we all kind of lost money and a lot of time. It's a big blow, but in retrospect, it's a big... In reality, it may be better for it. It uh, strengthened my whatever you want to call it, intuition or knowing not to get into a partnership with someone that may not have the expertise or the strengths or the the competencies that I'm looking for in a partnership. So, and I know a lot of students do ask through our ticket system. When Gabe and I are helping students in your network, Marco, they ask, hey, you know what, can we, I want to partner with Marco or maybe I want to partner with you, Frank and Gabe or whatever. And politely we decline, depending on where they're at. We got to look at certain things, but if you're still learning and you're still getting your feet wet, we just want to help you. We're not there to partner with you. Not that we don't like you, it's just we don't want to partner with you. And then we end up doing all the work ourselves. I think someone's got to go through a cycle of purchase, marketing the property, negotiating the property, getting the property into contract, doing your due diligence, 
even after due diligence, when you close on the property, actually going through the motions on optimization. That's what you preach, Marco, right? So I think once a student goes through the whole cycle, they have a better comprehension of what is involved and a better understanding. And at that point, when they have that experience with the knowledge, at that point, I would actually consider someone to JV on to help them out. So you don't want to be the one doing all the work and the other one just riding on your coattails. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the way that we structured the programs anyway, you don't need outside money to buy things. So there's no reason to give away a piece of the profits to somebody. It actually can breed laziness, which is generally what I've seen many, many times. I've partnered with students on their first opportunity. And as you said, Frank, I'm generally the one that has to do most of the work and it's really not fair. And if there's no value that's brought to the table from your counterpart, why would you want to partner with anyone? So let's say that you have an expertise in whatever you're doing now and someone wants to partner with you, but you're investing a lot of your time and money really cleaning up messes or bad decisions, it's really exhausting. And it's not fair to the human that you're with fixing all that. It can be very, very dangerous. And it really sours a relationship at the same time. And as you said, Frank, you nailed it on the head. Get a little bit of experience, understanding of the process, understanding what to do, what not to do, how to do things. So you really are not going to be buried in things that have to be done without, and getting into an asset that's perhaps a little bit beyond your level and really starting in something that's manageable and then stair-stepping your way up to as many and as large of asset as you choose to have. It's much better for you to do that because you do need skills and for you to shortcut that skill process is cool, but it actually can hurt you in the long run because you don't have the necessary skills to put those deals together. And it would be much better if you learned those skills so you never had to partner another asset again. And also who you choose to work with, work ethic is a big thing. I know Gabriel, you have some experience with that as well. So I don't know if you wanna speak about that. Yeah, well, when choosing a partner, you need to be clear on what everyone's role is in the partnership. So typically, I mean, there's, you can look at a bunch of reasons of why someone would wanna get into a partnership, but it's either one because you have too much money and you just don't want to spend the time. So you want someone to kind of find the property and do all the work. So that's one reason why you would want to get into a partnership. But typically from what we get, it's the other way around where there's no money, they're learning a skill. You typically want to partner with someone who complements your skills, not someone who has the same exact skills as you, because there's a bunch of different roles to be played in the partnership. And if everybody's playing the same role, picture a hockey team full of centermen only. No defensemen, no goalies. It doesn't work. So it's well, the what same if I thing. don't play hockey? What then, if I don't play hockey? Well, then what, you play, what, if it's, what, what if it's football? Oh, what if it's football? Then if a team is full of running backs, what happens then? No quarterback, no defense. What if you play How about soccer? Any sport. Give me soccer. Give me any soccer. sport. Full back. <laughs> <laughs> so any sport partnership, that's what it is. It's, it's you need to complement each other. So and when you are complementing each other, because it's going to happen, you'll find people that have a different skill set. You then have to make sure that and work ethic is very difficult to assess from the onset. Either you've seen someone work before in another partnership that excludes you and you can see what type of work they're doing. The other way is you're going to find out in the process. But the easiest way to figure out is understanding what the person's objective is. So if your partner or partners have the same ambitions and the games as you, typically you'll find someone there that has a work ethic that wants to match it. Doesn't mean it will be, but typically that's super important because if, let's say Frank and I wanna get into partnership and Frank's goal is to become a billionaire with real estate and my goal is to make $1,500 a month and then I'm happy. There's a point 
at which I'll be happy a lot faster than Frank will based on our ambitions. And so I'll probably end up stopping to bust my ass because I'm satisfied with what I have versus Frank who's just going to keep busting his ass for me and him because his goals are much bigger. So you have to be careful with who you partner for those reasons. And it's not to say that it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means that they're not compatible for your partnership. So those are the things to watch out for when you're partnering. That's something that I think Marco, Frank, and myself have learned that it's extremely important. So we're extremely careful who we partner with. I don't think we've partnered with anybody other than ourselves for the last little while anyways. And doesn't mean that we won't partner with other people eventually, but those are kind of the things that we look for and that we have to make sure that what we've built is protected as well. So it just takes one really shitty deal and one shitty situation to potentially screw up something good. And also what skill sets is each partner bringing to the table, right? So if someone comes in, I want a partner and what are you bringing to the table? Well, I don't have any money and I don't have any experience. I don't have any skills. I don't really want to partner with someone that doesn't have any of those things either because then I'm again doing all the work but if you have a few million dollars that you need to place and want a massive return and you want to be passive what's one of the reasons we started a fund mm-hmm. is you can put money into that and technically you're a partner at that point you're a limited partner in our fund so there are mechanisms that will protect your investment and do things the right way make sure that you're aligned with people that have experience if you're bringing money to the table and if you have no experience yet then get it and that's one of the things that we do in this podcast is explain the skill sets necessary and the angles necessary and the mindset that's necessary in order to really explode your income. And it doesn't have to take forever. It could be done very quickly. I know Gabe came to my house a few days ago and we're brainstorming on different things that are possible and looking for the right people to join the team that have the skill sets because we understand what our weaknesses are and adding those people to the team. Like Frank does things a lot better than I do in certain aspects, as you do, Gabe, and the three of us together have each one of the, the pieces of that triangle, and we work very well together, and we trust each other implicitly. I know that if I left $100,000 at either of your houses, it would be it would still be there five years later. Plus, it, I get you can. wouldn't touch it. And to be, <laughs> or, or there'll be, be more, or there'll be more. <laughs> or there could be, right? But we have each other's backs constantly because our values are aligned, our work ethic is aligned, and we care about the result. It's not all about me. Many people partner, well, I need money and I'm broke, so I need a partner. And that's really not the right attitude to come to a partnership. And that's generally how it starts. And that's the problem. And what you were saying, Frank, earlier is, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you know what you're doing? Nope. Let's do it together. Yeah, it's the blind leading the blind. And what happens when, if you're the money guy, and in that instance, I, I was to a certain extent, and shit hits the fan, that partner either A, does not know how to proceed forward, and they'll just ask you instead of researching it or because they have no experience and if they can't find the answer then it's easy for them to bail and they're left you holding the bag and you're like shit now i gotta deal with this and it could be a shithole but in the end yeah i think that experience factor and bringing your strengths to the table like you know having the trifecta you're good in books and you know doing spreadsheets and, and accounting you're good in optimizing and you're good in negotiating the deal like if you have a partnership like that that's a healthy relationship because then you can feed off each other and you learn off each other and that's the whole point relationship too in, in a jv you learn off each other and like okay you may not be an expert in that field but you know enough that hey i need to do this a y and b or he's doing a b c for this reason so again i'm in that same situation where i think right now the only one that i will partner with will be his is gabe or marco i get my partner is my wife as well but Anyone outside of that wheelhouse, if you want to call it, yeah, I would have to really deep down and 
and think about it before I get into bed with someone else like that and get into that same situation. And a partnership, speaking of bed, is just like marriage, but without the sex. And Mm -hmm. there's no love, really. It's all about money. And it can get very complicated as well, where I see two people that are friends and want to get into the business and they've never managed money together. And as soon as they start getting results, then the friendship falls apart because they're not aligned in what they're going to do with the money and how it's going to be distributed and because those conversations aren't had up front. I think it's been said, but I just want to say it again. Each of us as partners want to add as much value to the partnership as possible. I want to bring in more than Frank and Gabe. Frank wants to bring more than myself or Gabe and Gabe wants to eclipse whatever value we give. So we're always trying to give as much as possible constantly. We don't take. We're always giving to give. We did a podcast on this. And that's extremely important to having your partners as well. In any partnership, just like marriage, if all you want to do is take, 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 it's going to be very difficult to have a strong relationship as well. So it's really giving to give and understanding and having those conversations that sometimes can be quite uncomfortable. But I think they're necessary, absolutely necessary. So we're open to partnering with anybody as long as the right value is brought to the table at the end of the day. And as you should, as a person, as a human, partnering with the wrong person with a bad intention can be really terrible. Yeah, the value is one thing and, and your, your objective. Like what Gabe said is spot on. Their H1's endgame is because if, if those are not aligned, then as someone like Gabe who's happy and content with $1,500 a month, he's going to stop, not maybe stop putting 100% effort, but he's going to slow down. You get like, comfortable, I, right? You, well, you achieved your goal. That was your yeah, goal. You get but if my goal is a lot higher, so your goals have to align and your efforts have to align and you're uh, along with your uh, intentions. Like your yeah. And yeah. intentions. Yeah, that's a great point because intentions, if someone's intentions are bad a little bit, it's going to derail you if your intentions are good. And your intentions should be good always in business. That's why we talk about even serving the seller when we're talking about real estate. We're not talking about taking their property. We're talking about serving them in order to be able to help them get out of their property. And we do the same thing in partnerships where we help to serve the partnership and everyone who's involved in it. And just as a side note, whoever wants to bring something to the table when Frank's around, it's Chips Ahoy. Yes, Chips Ahoy. That's my sauce. That's the secret. That's the secret vig. That's the kryptonite. But you know that's what? I actually gave you mentioned a little booster. Yeah, that's the little booster. That's the Chips Ahoy. If there's a big package of Chips Ahoy in the booster, actually, when, it's I, was help you. Frank's heart. when I was down in Florida, I was uh, down the aisles. I'm always amazed when I'm in uh, Publix oh or supermarket down in Florida. They oh got goodness. they got like two aisles of cereal, like shit. Like there's so much different types of cereal. But I went to the cookie aisle. And you know how they have the family size of Chips Ahoy? Well, they have another size down in Florida, or at least in the States. It's the party. No, it's the party pack. (laughs) It's the party pack. It was huge. Yeah, it's pretty good. But what was I going to mention? Yeah, you know what? With the intentions, going back to what you said, Gabe, with intentions, I know the partner that I had, his intentions were ill intentions because he knew, we knew that there was problems with that particular property. And he really didn't give a shit about the tenants. And I did. Uh, or you and I had or myself yeah he did yeah, or you, you know, or my family yes it was all about yeah. me and it was that turned me off right away obviously especially when it came down to the tenants how they lived I have morals and ethics, I, ethics as well I don't want to be a slumlord I don't want to have a property where people's health are in danger and that's what this was some of the units in there were not fit to have guests to the point where I was actually going to call the authorities to get ourselves shut down that's how pissed off I was I was going to have the park shut down by the authorities. I was going to ride on ourselves because I couldn't stand to see that. Or I got into this business to do good, to help, like you said, realtors, the seller, and help tenants with a safe, affordable, and clean place to live. And if those things are violated, those are my core values. And if they're violated, then I can't partner with you. That's simple as that. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we want to take care of everyone and our, we're last. 
And if we're, if we're not on the same page, it's going to be very, very bad altogether. So yeah, last thing I think to mention is everyone operates well when times are good. Really figure out how people operate when times are bad or they're having difficulty because that's the true mark of a human and how they behave. Because when there are issues and they start really being difficult or cantankerous or belligerent or not giving two shits, you know that's not a human that you want to partner with. And I want to work with someone as well that's had some hard times and how they handle those hard times is important to me because we've all had them. I have them constantly, even though I do well. Money in the bank doesn't make you any money. So I'm always in a flux of having cash, lots of it, and then deploying it to do something with it. And then there's cash flow gaps that happen at all levels. And I'm the same person when I wake up in the morning, whether there, there's a little a few bucks in my bank account all the time or I ha I'm extremely flush and I try to be optimistic no matter what happens and it all works out because of that attitude and it's extremely important. That's all you got to say about that. That's all well, you know, say yeah, about I think that. all these values, everything that we discussed, if someone is looking to partner, not even just with us, with anyone, look at what they bring to the table. Look how they respond to shitty times. What do they bring in? They bring in their time, they bring in their money, uh, they bring in both, that they got skin in the game. If there's no skin in the game, then they got time in the game, right? Their efforts. Uh, so those are all others. And how they yeah. treat others at 100%. So those are all elements that we would look at for sure if we're partnering with someone. So food for thought. Excellent. Well, hope that was helpful. It's quick, but hopefully powerful. So if you're thinking of partnering, no problem. Just what do you bring to the table? If you have more money than you know how to use and want some pretty great returns, definitely let us know. Send us a, a line at uh, marco at marcokazowski.com. And uh, we do have a fund that can uh, assist with that and uh, help you use your money efficiently on the right assets with folks that really know what they're doing with a really good solid plan and really have you work on a passive level. And if you just want to learn the skills so you can use other people's money, which is what we teach, do get educated. Again, send me uh, an email at marco at marcokazowski.com. We'll get you educated as to what skills you need in order to tap into as much money as you'll ever need. Because if you know what you're doing, money is never the problem. You don't need money. You just need to have the right deal and how to structure it and make sure that your investors are protected. So if you don't keep your promises, you're going to be fine anyway, and they, so will they. And that's the whole point is a environment where no one can lose. And if you do it right, it's an amazing business. If you do it wrong, it can be hell. And we don't want that for you. So that's that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate you both, Frank and Gabe, as well as a listener. Again, like it, love it, share it. If you could kindly uh, propagate this podcast to all your friends and frenemies or whoever else you want to have their finances grow, please do share that. We're desperately trying to get to over 2,000 uh, five-star reviews, and we're always looking to grow our listenership and we're very pleased to have you listen constantly and we thank you for that so have yourself an absolutely amazing 2022 and beyond crush it and just do the right thing align yourself with the right people and all will be fine thanks guys have a fantastic day bye for now If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to GetDealsByTuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. 
Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. 